This year, I am focused on saving and investing, but I still want to do things like travel. NerdWallet lets you compare top travel credit cards side-by-side to maximize your spending, some even offering 10 times points on your spending, which means you could end up with a free flight or maybe a better hotel room. So what could future you do with smarter financial decisions? Compare and find smarter credit cards, savings accounts, and more today at nerdwallet.com. NerdWallet. Finance smarter. Reminder, credit is subject to lender approval and terms apply. We're so excited to introduce you to Great Jones. Great Jones makes high-quality, thoughtfully designed cookware that's so stunning, you won't want to put it away. They have everything from Dutch ovens to ceramic dishes to non-stick sheet pans. They've got everything you want. I have the Saucy, which is a terrific saucepan. It has curved sides. It has a pouring spout. It has a lid. And it looks so elegant. It's really a pleasure just to look at it on the counter, even before we're using it. Yes, I love all the colors. Yeah. They make stunning gifts that are actually useful. Weddings, housewarming parties, birthdays. It's the perfect gift for the foodie in your life. So upgrade your kitchen and replace those old rusted hand-me-downs with bold, beautiful, long-lasting pieces from Great Jones. Get started today at greatjones.com and get an extra 15% off your first order with promo code HAPPIER. That's greatjones.com, promo code HAPPIER. Hello and welcome to Happier, a podcast about how to be happier. This week, we'll talk about the suggestion that whatever you encourage someone else to do, you should think about doing it yourself, and I'll suggest a hack for making it easier to network at work. I'm Gretchen Rubin, a writer who studies happiness, the five senses, human nature. I'm usually in my little home office in New York City, but now I'm doing a lot of traveling these days for my book tour, so I am on the road. And joining me today from Los Angeles is my sister, Elizabeth Kraft. That's me, Elizabeth Kraft, a TV writer and producer living in L.A. And Gretch, we're recording a couple of days early this week because you're on your book tour. So I will be seeing you in just a couple of days. Yeah, I cannot wait. Yeah, By the time this airs, we will have seen each other. But in real life, we yes. haven't yet seen each other. So that's very fun. Yes, Gretchen, I am hoping that we can hike Fryman Canyon together while you're here. Yes. And congratulations on the book being out and your book tour. It's all very exciting. I'm watching it all unfold on social media. Yes, it's so great. Thank you for everyone for all the good wishes. I so appreciate it. Um, Now, before we launch into this week's Try This at Home, first we got an update from a listener who's responding to the idea of how to see differently in museums. Yes, this comes from Chris, who says, I enjoyed hearing suggestions on how to visit museums and wanted to offer another thought to them mix. I am on the board of a historical society in Springboro, Ohio. I never noticed small museums prior to my involvement locally, but now seek them out whenever I'm traveling. It's a great way to learn more about the town you're visiting. Springboro is known for our involvement in the Underground Railroad, and we give tours around the historic district for a nominal fee. It brings me a lot of satisfaction to share such an important part of history with both out-of-town visitors and community members. So this is great. Like visiting local museums and historical societies is a great idea. It's a great way to get to know a place better, and it's super fun. And then we have another response from, and I have to apologize to this listener because 
I either wrote down Teresa or Kaylin, but there was a name at the beginning and a name at the end. So Teresa or Kaylin, thank you. Um, you will know your comment. Teresa or Kaylin says, I recently started using a couple apps to learn about identifying plants, animals, and fungi that I wanted to recommend. I'm enjoying Seek by iNaturalist for help identifying the things I see while I go for walks and the Audubon app for learning more about recognizing birds by both their appearance and their songs. These are great ways to encourage me to get outside for 23 minutes. As a questioner with a big rebel streak, sometimes I need a better reason to do something than because it's good for me. I'm very intellectually motivated, so I like knowing that if I go for a walk, I can challenge myself to log a few new species and practice listening to the birds. In addition to getting in some steps and sunshine, I'm learning about the world around me and gaining fun skills that have nothing to do with my work, so they are purely a way to increase the joy in my life. iNaturalist is also great because high-quality photos are sent to scientists, which means users can help with research. How fun. How fun. So this is using your tendency. This is go outside 23 and 23. This is so many smart things and self-knowledge put to use for the benefit of going outside. Love it. And then Gretchen, we are so excited to announce the return of the Happier Book Club. Yes, 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 yes. It has been too long. We are very excited to have another book club discussion. And I'm very honored, Elizabeth, that I am being picked. (laughs) Yes, I chose your book, Life in Five Senses, for our next book club selection. So I am really going to get to kind of interview you yeah. because we always have a discussion with the author. Yeah. So I'm very excited for it to, I'll be leading that discussion. We're going to have that conversation at the end of May. So the book is out. So everyone get your copy, read it, send us questions for Gretchen about the book and about the writing of the book. And we're going to have an amazing discussion. Yeah. And if you want a discussion guide, like you're reading it with your book group, or you want to, you need the link to the, what's your neglect? sense quiz, or you want to read an excerpt, anything like that, go to GretchenRubin.com slash books and you'll find more than more than you need. But yeah, listen, listen <laughs> you suggested it. And of course, I leave to the chance. So it'll be really fun to do the book club again. Yes. So this week, our Try This at Home tip is something that comes from my own life because I caught myself in a moment and admonished myself. So the Try This at Home tip is whatever you're encouraging others to do, you should do yourself. <laughs> okay. And this takes a couple of different forms. So explain when it occurred to you. Okay. So we were having issues with our toilet, you know, whatever running and as toilets are wont to do. And I was thinking to myself, you know, maybe Jamie could take a simple home repair class. And I remember Elizabeth, I think you might've been too young, but when we were really, really little, our father took a class at Sears, which was Simple Home Repairs, and he had a book called The Furniture Doctor, which made a big impression on me for some reason about just doing stuff around the house. And I thought, well, it would be so great if Jamie did that. And then it occurred to me, well, maybe I should take a home repair class. If I think it's a good idea, why don't I take the home repair class, which I am sure that is exactly what Jamie would say. Yes. And I just think it's a good principle. And, And here's another example that occurred to me, too, once I started thinking about it. So in Eliza and Eleanor's school, when you're a senior, you do this big senior project at the very end of senior year. And some children 
really just don't take it very seriously and they do these kind of nonsense projects. And then some take it very seriously and do extremely cool and interesting things. And I said to Eliza, what you should do starting in ninth grade is take a picture of yourself every single day in the same place, take a picture of yourself. And people's appearance changes so much between ninth and twelfth grade. It would be absolutely fascinating. You could do some time-lapse thing. And by the time you got to senior year, your work would have been done. You just knit this thing together and it would be amazing. And there are other projects like this where it follows something over time. And that, of course, is one of my big interests is how things change over time. That's why I went to the Met every day. I'm very interested in that. And she sort of did it. She actually did it pretty regularly for a couple of years. But then I thought, why didn't I do it? If I thought this was such an interesting idea, I should have taken a picture of myself every day for four years. That would have been really, really interesting. So instead of encouraging her to do it, I should have done it myself. So how about you, Elizabeth? Do you, do you know what I'm talking about? Yes. And I think it falls under two categories. There's the, I want you to do this. I'm encouraging you to do this because I don't want to do it, but someone should. <laughs> that's yeah. like the toilet repair class. Yes. Or in yes. my case, that's like grilling. Okay. Uh, I'm always thinking like, Adam, you should really figure out the grill. And <laughs> have I bought him numerous books about grilling and grilling instruments? <laughs> and aprons and sauces. Yes, I have. But really, I could figure out the grill. It's not like Adam has more knowledge than I do. You know, really, either of us could do it. I just would like him to do it because I'm not interested. But clearly, he's not that interested either. So that's like, you should do this so I don't have to. Now, the ELIZA project, that's in different category of sort of like, you have an interest in something sparks your creativity and it's like, Hey, you could do it. If she doesn't want to, you could do it. Or you could also do it and find it really fun and satisfying. Yes. Right. So we might call that one camp could be assignment. Whereas I want somebody to do this. So I'm assigning it to you, the home repair, the grilling. And then one is wish fulfillment. I would like to do this. So I will encourage you to do it. And I think that's something that people often do with children. Or maybe it's something that maybe you don't want to do now, but as a child, you would have wished for like lessons or camp where it's like, I want to do this or at one time I wanted to do this. And so I will encourage you to do it, even if you don't seem to have any interest in it yourself. So, right. There's assignment and wish fulfillment. Yes. It's interesting. But so here's the thing, and maybe this is kind of how it ties into the know yourself better, is I do think that for the sake of happiness, it's very important to understand why we want something, why we want Mm -hmm. somebody to do something, and what we really want. Because it's so easy to displace emotions, jealousy, wish, anger, resentment, just sheer desire not to do something. And if you dress it up in a lot of things, it's very confusing. So if I kept saying to Jamie, well, I think this would really enrich your life and it would be so handy. You would get so much satisfaction from being able to use your hands and blah, 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 blah. And then being like, oh, here I'm trying to do something thoughtful for him. Why is he so resentful of all my attempts to be considerate? Well, I could fool him and I could even more be fooling myself. Whereas, in fact, I don't want to be bothered to have to deal with it, even by calling yeah. a plumber. I would like him just to fix it. And then he's like, yeah, me too. <laughs> you know, I'll flip you for right. it. <laughs> yeah. That's just a more honest and straightforward way. And then you don't get into this thing where 
you get very confused by a fog of explanation that is actually not real. Yes. Understanding why you're encouraging someone. And I do think it's really interesting how sometimes it's because it's a burden, but then sometimes it's something you really want to do, but you maybe feel it's not your place to do it for whatever reason, like the picture project. So as always, if you can figure out the problem, then you can get to the next step. Right, because if you're like, well, I keep encouraging my daughter to take ice skating lessons. I don't understand. When I was little, I would have loved for my parents to have offered me. And then you have all this resentment. It's like, well, maybe you should take ice skating lessons now. I think we will be very interested to hear what people say. Do you fall into the assignment category? Do you fall into the wish fulfillment Mm -hmm. category? What are the things that you encourage others to do? And would you do them yourself? Because, Elizabeth, truth be told, I am not going to take that home repair class. Um, (laughs) I think it's safe to say Jamie is also probably not going to take the home repair class. I don't think it's in our future, but at least now we have clarity on on the subject. Let us know if you do try this at home and how doing for yourself what you've encouraged others to do works for you. Let us know on Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, Facebook. Drop us an email at podcast at GretchenRubin.com. Or as always, you can go to the show notes. This is happiercast.com slash 427 for everything related to this episode. Coming up, we've got a networking happiness hack. But first, this break. The weather's getting warmer, so it's time to say goodbye to jackets and sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. I wanted to update my wardrobe without spending a fortune, and luckily I found Quince. Elizabeth, I got the Flow Knit Wide Leg Pant. It's very light. It's perfect for the summer. It packs very easily. I recently went on a trip with my family, and I took it with me, and they were just the thing to wear on a really hot day where I wanted to be covered up, but I wanted something that looked great and also was very comfortable. And the best part, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to Quince.com slash Gretchen for free shipping on your order and 365-day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash Gretchen to get free shipping and 365-day returns. Quince.com slash Gretchen. When you're hiring for your small business, you want to find quality professionals that are right for the role. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs has the tools to help find the right professionals for your team faster and free. And, you know, Elizabeth, I now work with a team and hiring the right people is so important. It's maybe the most important thing. And LinkedIn makes the process of identifying and hiring people easy and intuitive. I know that when I've been hiring for my team, it's hard to find quality candidates to interview. And LinkedIn isn't just a job board. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. On LinkedIn, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Hire professionals like a professional on LinkedIn. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash Gretchen. That's linkedin.com slash Gretchen to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. 
All right, Gretch, we are back with a happiness hack. And this week, we've got something you thought of after our conversation with Michael Melcher in episode 424. Yeah, so we were talking to Michael about networking and how it's incredibly important for our success in life and in career. But it can be awkward and that sometimes one of the reasons his book is so helpful is it gives you a lot of concrete approaches to how to network in a way that feels more comfortable. And I realized that I have hit on a hack myself, so I want to share it with people. And now this is a hack that may not apply to some people in their careers. Elizabeth, I, I'll be curious to hear if it applies to you. So in, in my work, often I will meet people who I really, really like, who sort of do something that's along the lines of something I do. They're a writer, they have a newsletter, they have a podcast, you know, they create products, like there's all different kinds of ways. And we meet each other in some context. And I want to follow up with them. And I know that one question that they will have is, does Gretchen want to be friends or does Gretchen want to talk work? And the fact is, maybe I would like to be their friend, but this uncertainty, I think, makes people a little bit uncomfortable. And I know that because that happens to me sometimes where somebody, and I'm like, do you want to be friends or are we talking business? Because I'm happy to do either, but I kind of want to know what's going on here. So what I do now to deal with that is, let's say I'm following up. I meet somebody, I'm following up with them. I say, I love to talk shop. I would love to talk shop with you. If you love to talk shop, let's get coffee, let's get lunch. Because then they can be like, no, I don't love to talk shop because some people don't love to talk shop. But usually they say, oh, I love to talk shop. Let's do it. Let's dive into whatever. But then we know the context of our meeting because otherwise, if somebody wants to be friends, it can feel very rude to just focus it on work. But if you want to like, get to work, it can feel strange to be like, oh, let's have all this other conversation. It, it, I, I just find it awkward. I just want to know what we're doing. And I find that talking shop in this playful way is a good way to just establish my expectations and then they can agree to it or not. Yeah, Gretch, I agree. I think it's just clarity is nice. And what yes. I love about the idea of asking someone if they want to talk shop is that it allows it to go either way. You can meet someone and talk shop and then find out you have so much in common yes. and the friendship can yes. grow, but a friendship yes. doesn't need to grow. Yes. So I think exactly. that is really valuable. And then the person yep. knows why you're bringing them there and also puts them in the right frame of mind. I think you're right. I think it's just the clarity because when you have clarity, then the relationship can build and build and build. But if people are just uncertain, then that can get in the way. And I think also if you are anticipating that someone might feel awkward, then it might make you less likely to reach out. Whereas you're like, oh, this yes. is kind of an easy way for me to explain myself. And Talking Shop has that whimsical, lighthearted air where it feels like if somebody's yes. like, oh, my gosh, I really do not like to talk shop, then it's like, okay, that doesn't hurt my feelings. Yes, exactly. It gives them an out and yeah. it gives you an in. Oh, and listen, it's just a total non sequitur, but I want to mention it to people. Mother's Day, if you want a book plate for Mother's Day, send it in because these are actual book plates that I mail. And so there is a little bit of turnaround time and the day is coming. And so if you want it for yourself, for a mother in your life, for anybody, go to uh, happiercast.com slash bookplate to request it. And this is U.S. and Canada only. I am sorry. That is because of mailing. But now for the Know Yourself Better question. And we have two. We've got the regular one and then a bonus throw-in one. And this was one that mm -hmm. came up recently, Elizabeth. We talked about it way in the past, but people started talking about it on social media, and they're very intrigued by it, which is, 
Are you a finisher or an opener? Yeah, so explain the difference. Although I think people will instinctively get the difference. Yeah, yeah. So it's literally and metaphorically true. So finishers are people who love to finish. They love to use the last bit of toothpaste in the tube. I'm a finisher, and I got great satisfaction when we actually wore holes in our stairway carpeting because I'm like, we really, really wore it out. We finished it. And they also love to finish projects. They get very excited about crossing something off the list, handing something in, shipping something. They get a lot of satisfaction out of finishing. And then openers are people who love to open. So they love to crack open a new box of cereal or they love to get a new hair product and start it. And with projects, they can get very excited, like the opening, the early stages of something, the possibilities, the setting things up is very exciting to them. And, you know, obviously we can all be a little bit of both and there's strengths to both, but it's helpful to know, do you lean towards finisher or do you lean towards opener? Well, Gretch, I know you are a finisher for sure. Yes. You are the yes. ultimate finisher. I'm a finisher. How about you? Well, I think for me with anything that's physical, I am a finisher. So anything mm. like finishing a tube of toothpaste or wearing uh-huh. out the rug, like you were saying, I'm a finisher. Yeah. But I do think with projects... One of my weaknesses is being an opener. And that's because I feel like a lot of the fun parts, right, at the beginning, Uh at least in television, that's when you're brainstorming and having fun and no one's giving you notes and it's fun. So I do finish, but that's where I need the accountability, the obliger part to kick in. The opener in me can open a project, but I need the accountability to finish it. But see, that's fascinating that it could be different depending on the context in which this comes up. So, Elizabeth, here's what to me seems like there's positives for both finisher and opener, but it seems to me like these are the downsides. So see if you agree. It seems like the downside of finishers, of being a finisher, and I experienced this myself, is that sometimes you're so eager to finish that you rush to the end, that you're sort of like, Mm. it's just going to feel so good to get this off my plate that maybe you don't keep up the quest for excellence, Or maybe you don't let things take as long as they need to take because you just want to get it over the finish line. Or on the other side, you're too conservative about starting something because you're like, if I can't see all the way to the finish line and know that I'm going to carry it across Mm. the finish line, well, I don't want to start because I know it's going to be very, very painful for me to leave something unfinished. So it can make you too conservative. And then with openers, sometimes they have too many open loops. They're not getting something to that finish line because they love starting. And so they get distracted. Like they're doing the slog, they're doing the long work, and then something else is calling. I remember talking to somebody who was an academic and who was an opener and saying, like, I have so many half-written articles in my drawer because I love starting. I get so excited about an idea, but then I don't get the satisfaction of finishing because in the end, if you start something, you probably want to finish it, or at least you want to mindfully decide not to continue it. You don't want to just feel like you keep getting distracted by opening and opening and opening. And and same thing with with physical things. You can get surrounded by a bunch of things that are half used up, and that's kind of a bad feeling. Yeah, that's why I think of Ann Patchett, Gretchen, the writer we both love, who says one of her rules is that she has to finish the book she's working on before she starts a new one. Because she said, once I'm working on a book, I always decide it's not the right book to be writing. Yeah. And I know that feeling. That's exactly right. No, right. So you don't let yourself have the joy 
of uh, doing it. Okay, so it would be really interesting to see what people's reflections are in finishers and openers. I feel like I'm a finisher mostly, and it sounds like, Elizabeth, you're a mix. But so here's the drive-by, Know Yourself Better. I think this is just one that's more for fun. So this came up. I was doing an Instagram Live with Melissa Urban, who, you know, love Melissa Urban's work. She just wrote the book of Boundaries. And she asked me, if you were going to go to a desert island and you could only bring music or books, what would you bring? And I was like, one second. I'm like, that is not even a choice. I would bring books for sure. She said it would take her a week to decide. How about you, Elizabeth? Is that an easy choice or a hard choice? I think I can predict your answer. Easy. Books. Yes. Yeah. For sure. Books. For sure. For sure. Okay. But I think it's an interesting question. The next time I get together with a group of friends, uh, I want to ask. I bet a lot of people will say music. I bet a lot of people will. All right. Coming up, Gretchen's got what I believe is a repeat demerit. But first, this break. Gretch, I love eating sandwiches like a grilled cheese or a peanut butter sandwich is my ideal lunch, but I'm very aware of my carb intake, so oftentimes I avoid sandwiches. Luckily, Hero Bread has remade carby, empty-calorie bread products into fluffy, delicious versions that include no-net carbs, zero grams of sugar, and fewer calories, plus it has protein and fiber. I have been using it to make grilled cheeses, and I use their tortillas to make a cheese quesadilla, and I am in heaven. Hero Bread tastes great, has a terrific texture, and helps you meet your nutrition goals. Don't give up being a breadhead. Hero Bread is offering 10% off your order. Go to hero.co and use happier at checkout. That's happier at H-E-R-O dot C-O. Gretch, I know from my own experience that baby making is not always simple. There is a lack of knowledge surrounding how to get pregnant. And when you want to conceive, there can be a lack of understanding and resources. Frida Fertility is the only one-stop shop that makes it easier to make a baby with a set of solutions for everything from reproductive health to uh, ovulation tracking to conception aid. Frida is simplifying the journey to parenthood with products that help you go from trying to making a baby. Frida products are innovative, easy to use, and accessible, from ovulation prediction to at-home insemination kits. This is baby making simplified. Find Frida Fertility on Amazon, at Target, and select CVS stores near you. That's Frida Fertility, F-R-I-D-A, Frida Fertility. Okay, Gretch, it is time for demerits and gold stars. And this week, you're up with a happiness demerit. I feel like all my demerits are repeat demerits, which maybe is suggesting that I am not evolving as rapidly as I would like. (laughs) So anyway, but you know, it helps to give a demerit. Okay. So my demerit is snapping. This is one of my, you know, if you read Little Women, Marmee is always talking about the bosom enemy. Snapping is definitely one of my bosom enemies. I just, 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 just this sharp, snapping talk, which I've worked on and worked on and worked on. I'm definitely better, but I still do it. And so, of course, because of everything related to the book and the tour and like a lot of things going on, it makes me irritable. So I've been doing all these things to try to manage myself and my mantras and all my practices and I'm doing so probably better than I would be if I just let myself run wild. But 
I'm snapping. And here's an example. Okay. okay. One of the things about me, Elizabeth, you know this, is in the way that I look, I look very corporate. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was once at a party where everybody was supposed to guess what everybody, this was a terrible idea. Guess what everybody else does for a living. Everybody guessed that I worked at a bank. I was literally the only person oh, who worked in the funny. creative professions. And about everybody else, they were like, oh, you're this, you're that. And me, and I'm like, no, okay. So I look very corporate. And I don't want to look very corporate because I am not in that field and that's not my vibe. So that's the backstory. So I got a new outfit for my book tour, these red pants with this red sweater and shoes. And um, I'm (laughs) heading out to go to an event and Jamie looks at me and Jamie almost never comments on my appearance. Maybe this is a clue why. Almost never comments on my appearance. He goes, oh, you look very businesslike. And I was like, are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? That is exactly the opposite of what I'm going for. I'm writing a book about life in five senses. Here I am wearing collars. I'm trying to look playful and whimsical. And it's like I'm the color of ketchup. You know, Elizabeth, you gave me my, fi- my, uh, my ketchup T-shirt. It's exactly the same color of ketchup. I was like, this is so fun. And he never comments on my appearance. And That's I was just like, funny. are you kidding me? And then, of course, he really, really wanted to take it back. <laughs> But I would, I was just oh stomping God. around. <laughs> that is so funny. I, I still love the outfit. I will wear it with joy. I will manifest my catch-up love. But it was funny. And I did snap at it. <laughs> then, well, then we hugged. And it was okay. Well, here's what I will say about your snapping. It's very predictable, which makes it sting less because... Okay, that's good. Because you're like, uh, how can I take this personally? Yeah, we know it's not personal. <laughs> Okay, but listen, take us up. What's your gold star? Okay, Gretchen, I want to give a gold star to a TV writer that I know. She's a friendly acquaintance of mine. I've known her many years. And she's been working with a child in the foster care system. And I just want to give her a gold star because it's a very arduous system to sort of navigate. And Mm -hmm. she's handling it. And she's putting her all into it. And, you know, it can be very painful and frustrating and also very rewarding. It's really a roller coaster. And I just want to give her a gold star for navigating that and also pointing out to those of us around her sort of what's involved because it's been extremely educational for me. Mm -hmm. I'm learning a lot. Right, right. Well, gold star, that's such important work. Gold star to her. That's wonderful. The resources this week, because we're going to be doing Life in Five Senses for the book club at the end of May, if you want to go straight to the discussion guide, if you go to happiercast.com slash discuss five senses, and that's the numeral five, don't spell it out, happiercast.com discuss five senses, that will take you right to the discussion guide if you're reading it with a different book group or if you want to just be thinking about it as you read. I love creating discussion guides, so um, Mm -hmm. I put put a lot of work into that. Um, And speaking of reading, Elizabeth, what are you reading? I am reading Rock, Paper, Scissors by Alice Feeney. And I am reading The Morning Star by Carl Uwe Knausgaard. And that's it for this episode of Happier. Remember to try this at home. Whatever you're encouraging others to do, consider doing yourself. Let us know if you tried it and if it worked for you. Thanks to our executive producer, Chuck Reed, and everyone at Cadence 13. Get in touch. Gretchen's on Instagram and TikTok at Gretchen Rubin, and I'm on Instagram at Liz Craft. Our email address is podcast at GretchenRubin.com. And if you like the show... You know what to do. Please recommend us to a friend. That is how people find our show. And rate, 
review, and follow us wherever you listen to your podcasts. Until next week, I'm Elizabeth Kraft. And I'm Gretchen Rubin. Thanks for joining us Onward and Upward. So, Gretch, are you waving at people? Do you feel like you're waving a lot with your one-word theme and being on the tour? I feel like I am sort of actually waving, but then in my mind, I'm waving a lot because I'm meeting so many people, and it's so fun. You know, I love meeting listeners and readers in person, so it's really fun. Maybe I should actually, like, do a deliberate wave from the stage for the people who are podcast listeners who know about oh, the whole be thing fun. about the wave. Yes, I should. And I'll say like, hey, and if you're a happier listener, you know why I'm doing it. That could be fun. I'll yes, I love that. Um, and also people in our, my Facebook group are just always um, now pointing out things that have that wave painting on them. It is so much fun. It is yeah. everywhere and in every iteration. It's. I just saw somebody today wearing a t-shirt with it and it, it was yeah, fantastic. It's, cool. it's so cool. From the Onward Project. I don't know about you, but I'm always looking for ways for my son to get involved and give back in our local community. That's why I'm excited to tell you about Student Visionaries of the Year, a campaign by Leukemia and Lymphoma Society, the largest nonprofit organization dedicated to creating a world without blood cancers. Student Visionaries of the Year is a seven-week philanthropic leadership development program for high school students. Participants form strong teams and fundraise in honor of a pediatric blood cancer survivor in their local community. This program is transformative. It not only helps students develop valuable life skills like project management, communication, financial literacy, and entrepreneurship, not to mention it looks great on college applications, but most importantly, is also a chance for them to engage in meaningful work within their their community and make a real impact on blood cancer patients and their families. You can learn more about Student Visionaries of the Year or even nominate a student at lls.org/students. That's lls.org/students.